House Bill 972 was introduced this week to protect women's sports and make sure that the next generation of girls have the right to compete on a level playing field here in Pennsylvania. This week on Conversations with Clint, I'm joined by my fellow legislator, Barb Gleim, to talk about how important this bill is to all girls and their right to compete. So welcome, Rep. Gleim. Thank you for joining us on Conversations with Clint. Thank you for having me. I'm really honored to yeah. be here. Well, it's a little bit different uh, this week. If you notice, we're actually in my office this week because the studio is getting a much needed uh, makeover and it's going to be exciting for next week. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to be back in the studio and be able to uh, record there, but we're in our office this week, which is actually kind of fun. I enjoy being here. Yeah, uh, it's cozy. I like it. <laughs> yeah, we have a coffee maker over there in, in Tim's office, which is really, really great. <laughs> so, uh, but thanks for joining us. We're, we're talking about the the Protect Women's Sports Act that, that you introduced and you're and you're really your leadership on this. But about you, you serve uh, parts of Cumberland County, the, the 199th district. Um, and you are passionate about agriculture, entrepreneurs, um, business, um, but farming as well, right? Yes, yes. We own a, a farm in Cumberland County. We have we raise Hereford beef and a crop farm there. We, so. we won't hold that against you. No, no. Barb was making fun of the picture on my wall with the Holsteins, but... I said it would be better if they were Hereford. Well, that's all right. But Barb, you, you are very passionate about this issue. Um, and you've introduced House Bill 972, um, and it's, it's designed to help protect women's sports. But before we talk about the bill, take us back. Let's go back pre-1972 and before Title IX. Talk about what sports was like um, for, for girls all across the country. Well, there really weren't any sports before Title IX that were official. Um, you know, they would pick up games and play club, those type of things. Um, and then Title IX ushered in uh, equality for women and uh, really took off. There were only 30,000 women, I think, in 1972 playing sports. And now there's 2.6 million. So you can see the whole transition since 1972 and what Title IX meant to women. Um, and and this, their ability to have opportunity, um, to have scholarships, to uh, grow at, into, you know, really confident young women. Uh, one of my colleagues who also is, there's five prime sponsors of 972. It's called the Fairness in Women's Sports Act. And all five pri um, prime sponsors have sports, women's sports history. And, um, and it's really important to note that some of the statistics, 96% of women in business played sports. Yeah. I, I, Valerie was talking about yes. that. And that it's so important, not just the lessons that these young gals are, are learning on the field, but what, how that transitions off the field into real life opportunities and growth is amazing. So, so girls have, have really engaged in sports and, we, and we've seen it in all of our communities and, and it's, it's exciting to watch, you know, to see them play so hard and to see them stand on those podiums and receive those medals and, 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 and read about, you know, the opportunities that, that they have in the paper. But 
President Biden has really brought that to a screeching halt is what it's, 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 it's been in the, you know, we've seen it coming, but now with this executive order, um, it's been, you know, fast forwarded very, very quickly. Right. And it's a, and now, and now I feel like we're back to 1972 where we're, you know, really we have to protect women's sports yet again. Right. In 1972, Title IX um, helped the imbalance that was, that existed at the time. So if you had a, a boys baseball team and you had a group of girls that wanted to play softball, basically it said that you have to provide softball for the girls if you have baseball for the boys. Yeah. And among a, a lot of other things, but it, and it also created equality in scholarships. So if 40% of the money was going to boys scholarships, 40% of the money was going now to girls scholarships. And now you fast forward to this executive order uh, where they're saying that biological males can play, um, I mean, biological females can play, I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> biological males can play on women's sports. What it is doing is um, it's actually canceling out Title IX. You're, you're not going to have women's sports then. You're going to have male sports and then you're going to have mixed, as they call it, or co-ed sports. And so uh, we're pushing back on this order. We think that it violates Title IX, and um, it is also creating a situation where um, one woman or girl may get displaced, and one is too many. Right, and, and we've seen it happening. There's, we watched the video from Connecticut where these track uh, stars that had been working for, for years to compete that, that was taken away from them. And that was a very strong video. And, and if we can, we're gonna play it at the end of this. Hopefully we can, if, if not, we'll, we'll try and get it out there. But we would love to be able to share that story because it's, it's heartbreaking to see you know, that, that there has to be this great big lawsuit to try and protect the rights that have been fought for by generations of women who, who really want to see their daughters and their granddaughters to be able to compete on a level playing field. So that's where we're at today. Right. We're, we're fighting again 50 years later um, to make sure that we protect women's sports. And really, what's the, what's the top line message um, in this piece of legislation and that, that, that you're bringing forward? I think the top line message is that girls deserve to play on a level playing field, that um, biological males inherently have uh, differences that gives them a competitive edge. So they have, you know, larger hearts, larger lungs, bigger muscles, and um, no matter what type of therapy or hormone changes that you make, they're still going to be at a biological advantage. And so what we're saying here is that science matters. Um, it, it doesn't it's not so much how a person identifies, but what their biological makeup is, because that's what gives them the advantage. So uh, that's basically what we're saying, and, and we are, the messaging that's coming out from the media is false. It says that we're banning transgender women from sports, and that's not true, Clint. Um, what is happening here is we are just saying that if you are, a biological male that you play on the sport of your biological sex. So it's there's no ban here. Right. <laughs> They're still allowed to play and they can also form or play on a co-ed team. But 
putting a bio, putting males on a women's team is also hurtful to women, not just physically, but also from the stance of, you know, kicking somebody off a team that should have been there and the opportunities that that young woman may have had in scholarships and podium, you know, chances and things like that. Well, and the opportunity to play. And, and I know, you know, if, if there are biological males on the female team, there are going to be girls that, that are, they're not going to even sign up. You're like, because why? Like, what's the, if I can't compete on a level playing field, why would I even sign up? And, and that is robbing them of that opportunity. Um, and, and like we said earlier, that will help them throughout the whole experience of life. Right. So it's, it's so important, you know, and, and there's people that are talking about, you know, well, this really isn't a big deal, you know, I, and it's really not going to change much. You know, I, I put out a, a release earlier this week, you know, 275 high school males in 2018 beat Allison Felix all-time record, uh, I think it's the 400-meter dash. Like, 275. Right. Like, that's, they have an advantage, right. you know, and that's, that's just the reality. Right. She know? wouldn't be a national champion right now right. Um, had, you know, there had been a, a, a biological male playing or, or right. running against her. And that's, the, and that's a great example uh, I just wanted to say that, and you know, I played sports in high school. Uh, my two daughters played, and I think that we really need to ensure that the future generations and today's generation also have the same opportunities that we had. I mean, Clint, when I was um, in high school and college, I went, I walked on at the University of Maryland in soccer because there wasn't a team, a soccer team. It was just club at the time, and we had to fight. We had to say, can we please play on that field? You know, can we please, you know, we had to beg for stuff like that. And there was a real fight that went on. And now I think that women today need to stand up and fight again for their rights under Title IX so that they are in a female category of their own. Right. And not only women, you know, we've been, the, the support has That's been true. amazing. That we've seen, and I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll challenge you a little on that. It's not really challenge you, but <laughs> I'll, I'll join you in this because, and that's why I, I, I joined you at the press conference. Why I'm speaking out about it is I'm a dad, yeah. you know, of a daughter, and I want her to have opportunities. So, um, and the support that we've been hearing from people has been amazing. People are uh, all across the Commonwealth. Folks are excited to see somebody pushing back, and, and you and, and, and our colleagues, and we have to to protect opportunities for our daughters, for our granddaughters. And so my, my push is, you know, your, your, your plea was for the, the ladies to step up, but also for the guys. Like, we have to step up as well and protect Title IX and give our daughters and our granddaughters and our great-granddaughters opportunities to play on a level playing field and compete and be able to have that scholarship, to be able to be, you know, have an article in the paper, you know, about the, the success that they've had. Um, and to learn those life lessons that will last forever. And so that's, that's kind of our plea is engage in this. This is important. If this falls, female sports, girls sports, it's, it's gone forever. It's it gone. will be gone forever. And, that's, and this, is, this is the fight of our generation, and this is important. If, if you believe in it and you want to have opportunities for these, these gals in your community, you need to engage on this. This is a big deal.
Yes, thank you. I agree 100%. And so uh, one thing that I wanted to mention really quick, in the press conference yesterday, um, one of the, the, the folks from the media said, well, Barb, why would you do this if, if the governor is just going to veto it? So my question to you, are we down here to um, run the governor's agenda or are we down here to serve the people of the Commonwealth? We are here to serve the people of the Commonwealth. And I have heard from um, people in my district that this is something that they want addressed. Uh, it is confusing sometimes to schools as well. Um, and so we're not here to run the governor's agenda. I haven't heard from the governor on this issue at all, actually. And one thing I wanted the viewers to know is that Pennsylvania is only one of four states in the entire nation that did not have a policy on this. So there is plenty of news, there is plenty of data that they, you can look up online to see what other states are doing. And, uh, and we are introducing this as well and just you know, falling in line with the issue because uh, we are hearing from our constituents that they want something done. They want to protect women's sports and they the do. opportunities for, for young ladies in their communities. Thank you for your leadership on this. Thanks, folks, for joining in on another edition of Conversations with Clint, where we never underestimate the power of a conversation. Um, hopefully, um, if we're able to, we're going to end this video uh, with the, the testimony from, from the gals from Connecticut. Um, and take, take a look at that. I think it's so powerful to hear their story of this real-life experience. Um, but if there's anything that we can do in our offices, any state-related issues at all, please reach out to, to our offices. We're here to serve you and represent you humbly in Harrisburg. And thanks again for joining in. My name is Selena Soul. I am a former high school track and field athlete from Connecticut and currently a Division I athlete. During all four years of high school, I was forced to compete against biological males and lost. I started track and field when I was eight years old after my mother introduced it to me. Track is an important part of my life, but me and my fellow female athletes are at risk of losing it despite our best efforts. When the two biological males were competing in female events, girls across Connecticut and even New England knew the outcome of our races long before the start, and it was extremely demoralizing. We've missed out on medals and opportunities to advance. We've seen records smashed by these two biological males. When we've asked questions, we've been told that we have the right to participate, but not the right to win. We work incredibly hard to shave fractions of a second off of our times to win, not to place third and beyond. After months of waiting for action from the adults who were supposed to protect us, we had no choice but to file a lawsuit challenging this policy. I was fortunate enough to find a spot on a college track team, but I worry about how many girls had their dreams destroyed just because they had to run against a biological boy and lost. I don't want any other girl to experience the pain and heartbreak I had to go through. And I worry about facing this demoralizing experience in college too. I am speaking out because I believe that women and girls deserve a fair opportunity to compete and succeed in athletic competitions. And every day more and more talented and courageous female athletes across the country are standing with us. We won't be sidelined and we won't be silenced. We truly believe that there are better solutions, solutions that protect opportunities for all athletes and don't infringe on women's rights that we fought so hard for. That is why it is important to support legislation that seeks to preserve a level playing field for female athletes. And that's why we are asking everyone to stand with us to save women's sports. 